This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is powered by Garmin and their Forerunner 965 GPS smartwatch, which goes beyond the basics, offering detailed insights into your running dynamics, VO2 max estimates, heart rate variability, recovery times, and much, much more. Visit garmin.com.au for more details. Welcome to episode number 319 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Not so much running news coming this week, but we'll still feel an hour, I reckon, talking about some um, running training, moose on the loose. Need some help with the whispers this week. I'm going to be asking the listeners to help me out there. A bit of uh, listener question action, a tiny bit of news, but not too many results to go through. Welcome to my co-host. I was just thinking today, probably the fittest man, or maybe the fastest man in Australia that has a D-fib inserted into his chest, Bradley Croker. Welcome to you this week. Thanks, Brady, but I don't have a D-fib. Haven't you got something in there, D-fib? <laughs> no, I've got this thing called a loop recorder. Oh, loop recorder, so same, same. All it does is monitor my heart, whereas a D-fib actually shocks your heart if you, or if it you know, stops beating or, yep. or gets into a dangerous arrhythmia. Whereas this does nothing to my heart, it just records information. Yeah. Do you reckon you're the fastest guy in Australia with a loop recorder then? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, pretty close. I, don't think, I don't think they have. I don't think they should have classifications for that. I think they should. That's pretty. Who uh, else had that bad heart though? That was good. Someone else. And come Carney, back the that. triathlete. Yeah, there's someone else. I reckon. Greg Welsh had a similar thing to me. Uh, James he... Hansen was it? James Hansen. Jimmy Hansen had like a something with his brain, didn't he? Oh, was it his brain? Mm, yeah, like I don't want really to get it wrong. Ring. No, it was, my bad. Yeah, okay. it was his brain. Yep. Welcome to you also, Moose, the 214 man who represented Australia at the 2019 World Champs in the marathon. How are you? Good, thanks, buddy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Can't complain. Hot up here in Echukamoama, but that's what you expect when it's summertime. Freezing down here. Is it? We've had rain for about four days straight and it's actually been cold. I did say you did. Did you do a heat like chamber run or something today and it was 26 degrees? Like, Did you put the heater on to get to that? The heat is, yeah, yeah. So... I did. I started today, heat training, um, just for some extra little fitness gains while I can't run that much mileage and I can't really get my room that hot. That's what I found. Yeah, okay. I'm going need to a, need a better heater. And it was cold outside, so that's not helping either. Are you uh, still managing niggles, Moose? Managing my niggles? Yeah, like, is that why you can't run as much as you want? Oh, pretty much. I mean, there's a limit on my knee, I reckon. And I'm I'm there at around 140k, 150k. So, in order to get a little bit more stress on the body, you can do things like this, which no one loves doing, but it's the price we pay, isn't it? When we have ambition. Mm. Take us through your week, Moose, while we're talking about you. Yep. All right. I had a pretty good week this week. Got two workouts in. Got a solid long run. So that was 
I think I had 150. Oh, did I hit 150k? No, maybe 140 high. But I did a run. Um, every okay. So if you're looking at my Strava, every single run is with Bree, because we had some Garmin issues here. Uh, so the first run, <laughs> it, we didn't run together this often or this exactly. But she she took my watch and uploaded all my runs. So I ran with Ali on Monday morning. So that was straight after Valencia. So that was good. Hash that out a little bit. Just ran 10k around my house. Then in the afternoon, ran down the beach. It was still good weather at this point. Had a swim after that. Uh, Tuesday, ran Aries again with Ali, not Bree. And then Wednesday, I did a treaty run that night. I uh, did a workout on Wednesday, so this was a little bit of faster stuff that I've started to introduce just before I transitioned to marathon training. So I did three by K and the rest between those were two minutes. Then I did eight by 300 and there was a hundred meter walk between them. And then I did another three by K. The Ks started at 301, got down to 257. And then the, the 300s were all 48, 49. I did that on the track with Ali and Will, who were training together in the lead up to Osaka or whichever marathon that they decide on doing. But I know Will's doing Osaka, so they're going to have good training partners with each other. And I kind of just ran a little bit faster than them for the workout. This was hard turning the legs over like this, but it did feel good. Got some pretty good doms after this. That extra range of motion and just running faster. I got sore quads, sore glutes, but it, it did feel kind of old school track workout, which I just haven't had a lot of them before. And I haven't really been that fast for a while. So I wanted to make sure I got a workout like this in before I did the 3K, which is coming up this Wednesday. There, that uh, next morning, is that next morning? Can't tell. Yeah, Dom's. Yeah, is that next morning? 6.14K. Yeah, so that 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 is lit like five-minute Ks. That was me. I, I couldn't go quicker than that. Felt fine. Uh, felt like the right pace. That's that's kind of how sore I was. And then I did 8K on the treaty that night. Did a workout the next morning. I was still a little bit sore. Sore as in just domsy sore, not actually niggle sore. I ran with Toby and... We did a workout, 12-minute, 10-minute, 8-minute, 6-minute, all at threshold. We are in very similar condition at the moment to one another. So these, these workouts are really fun because we can run around the same threshold-type effort and not have one person always wanting to go a bit faster and, and the other person having to fight to keep up. And so the, the, the reps were... 321, 315, 313, and 318 pace with a bit of wind out there, which maybe created the last rep a bit slower, but also we started to fatigue and it was quite humid. You know, 80%, it's not too bad really, but it was good. I liked it. I wore the Mizuno Rebellion Pro 2 which is one of the craziest shoes you'll ever put on your foot in terms of the, the dynamic it gives you from when you hit the ground to when you toe off. It's just, it's so weird and 
almost wacky and wonderful. It's wild. Is it? Nothing compares to it. Not even version no. one, I don't think. No, it's more aggressive than yeah. version one. Yeah, you notice the rear foot rocker way more. It, it, it's more so that it's a sharper angle, the um, rock points. So I think the, this one here is, oh, geez, I forgot the actual degree amounts. But it is such a forward rocker on the shoe, such a toe spring that you do feel a little bit uneasy to start with. But after the first 12K, 12 minutes, I found the right spot for it. And it seemed to, to roll a lot easier. And Toby, he even mentioned that I was running heaps quieter later in the workout versus the first rep, which was real slappy. So I think it just takes a bit to, to nail. If you uh, like have a specialty running store near you, though, and you can get on a treadmill, like, do it. Test it out. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. It's next level, like, yeah. It's, and it could be, like, I think, test out different paces as well because I've found the same thing. I like it at a certain pace compared to other paces. You've got to so really find that like sweet spot. As? Mine, I'd say, like, 3.5 to 3.10. Like, probably so just a tiny... Not slower, like, not marathon pace. Nah, marathon, I felt like I... Because I think I am a heel striker, and then when I'm kind of going that easier pace, I want to be more on my heels. Whereas this is like, but when I get on the middle and my toes, this just I just hit that spot you're talking about. Yeah, yeah even just strides does. like any or anything quicker than three hundred five as well. I feel you just yeah bang. I felt it was a little maybe a little heavy to go that much faster in. Yeah, there's I, and a, maybe lot of a little shoe bit there, too much shoe. Yeah. yeah. So I found it a little bottom heavy and that what I mean by that is like all the weights under your foot and it's a really lightweight upper. So it felt like it did feel like there was a bit too much under my foot to go really fast in. And so I think for me, it would be more in that marathon kind of category. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's good to try different stuff. Uh, so yeah, good to run with Toby too. We went and had a wash in the ocean and then a, an outdoor shower and went to work. So he's really, he's really living that TRC Geelong life now, Toby is. Next day, went out for a run around town, 50 minutes, just on the, the Saturday. Always feel real uninspired on Saturday. I don't know why, but it's just not the day for me. I just don't really love running on Saturdays because I know what's coming Sunday and I'm often recovering from the Friday so to me, it's a bridge day, and it's a day that I'm, yeah, I don't know, just felt uninspired. I listened to a podcast, actually, survival stories, Pacific castaways, about a family who was sailing around the world, and they uh, their boat got wrecked by killer whales, and they were just on a life raft for, I think it was 22 days by themselves, but like their fans, so there was two twins, this guy, the brother, a, a, like a traveler and then the mum and the dad it's crazy crazy the stories like you have to listen to it i've listened to a few of these lately it's quite interesting survival stories where people are like life or death situation and how they work through it how they survive i started reading a book today about a guy who walked into the woods and lived there for 27 years oh. same vibe like how he survived in there what he got lost no he just wanted to get away from society and then wrote a book. Uh, nah, then they, because he kept like stealing stuff out of people's like cabins and stuff, and they finally caught him, and then they locked him up, and then this journalist started being his pen pal, and then, um, yeah, he then they've written a book out of it. Huh. 
Yeah. Are you planning on needing these skills, Moose? Is that why you're listening to them? Uh, no. Um, well, there are certain themes that keep coming through. Like, there's, there's the same sort of... Uh, resilience? Or, res- yeah, yeah, resilience. And, and, and also how they... The advice they give and, and what got them through in their own head uh, throughout these scenarios or often the same sort of common themes... And the one thing that kept popping up to me was making making small achievable goals and just doing them one by one. So not having like this big massive goal of okay, I'm going to survive. It's like okay, the first thing I need to do is this, and then I need to do this, and then the next goal is this. Breaking it up like that, otherwise it all gets too overwhelming. Apply that at the 35k mark of the marathon. 100%. Yeah, just get the 36. Get the 37. <laughs> what I was thinking about I'm like this is this is some valuable stuff here I reckon anyway go over listen these people like they don't their survival they're like their outcome's not a bad race or a good race it's life or death mm. so it's, it's it really makes you think about your own resilience and what you're doing when you like you're you've pl- crashed your plane and you're stuck out in the savannas of Africa for like four days and there's wild animals around and you've got a broken back and a broke shattered pelvis and you're like, how am I going to survive? It's, it's interesting. It is. And it's real. Like the people talk, the people are the ones telling the story. It's not someone else telling it. It's the actual people talking them, talking you through it. And it's often 10, 15 years later when they've had a greater chance to reflect on things. This Sunday, oh, Saturday night, geez, I butchered this. Went out to um, my mother-in-law's house and, and um, Bree's family. It was her birthday, so we had a little get-together. And I forgot I had to run. I got pizza on the way home, and I was like, went pretty hard on it. And then I realized, shit, I've got a double today. So I got on the treddy at 8.30 and just felt like shit. Pretty disgusting. But it was only half an hour, so made my way through it. Listened to the monthly started listening to it anyway oh yeah enjoy big, that uh, big kieran the uh, norwegian mate chat about his race kieran or chriso oh chriso sorry Can't get his name wrong mate he's a, a royalty <laughs> in norway and you've just stuffed up his name is the, is the star of this show <laughs> is he still royalty after this yeah or is it can't have the ups about the downs mate i haven't uh, listened yet haven't he's, you he's pretty yeah, honest. Only, only got about half an hour in now he um he he knows he knows why he fucked it, didn't he? He knows how he did it. The the marathon two weeks before, three weeks yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. And then the four by five K after it. Like he knows in his own head. He's well aware of it. He just does makes the same mistake every time. How good was the opening song? Uh yeah. Was it Betty Davis Eyes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the relevance there? I just, just come up on Shuffle the other day and I thought this is a good song I'm gonna put it at the start of this show. No relevance at all. Is that off Shallow Hell? I'm not sure. It'd be on heaps of movies over the years, wouldn't it? No, uh, yeah, probably. Um, I ran Sunday morning. We had uh, visitors to our group, so we had um, Craig Appleby. He was down from the eastern side of Melbourne. He came for a run. He did pretty well. Kept up. Decent enough banter. Not great, but he doesn't get much practice out where he lives. And the Ivanhoe Athletic Club had, were having down for a training camp. So 
we had about, say it was about 10 boys jump in and a few girls off the back of the pack to start. And probably about 15 of them all up. And they, they, they handled themselves really well. So they ran 20K of our big loop. We got going on it, actually. So I, I started earlier with a few others just to get a few K in. And then once we um, picked up the picked up the other crew, we we did start rolling, especially uphill. I'm looking at 1K here; it's 4:02, and the gap pace on it's 3:27. So that's that's pretty hard in the middle of a long run. Uh, then we hit some trails. All up, it was I ran two and a half hours, so 35 and a half K, 475 meters. So it definitely wasn't a, a hilly one for us. But it was pretty fast, so we made sure it was it was honest. Uh, so that for me, the week like I felt good at the end. I had three jails this week, so not four, and I felt good. And when I finished, like nothing, my legs were feeling good. I wasn't feeling butchered, and I didn't feel too depleted. And yeah, I, I, that's a good sign. I think that's a good sign that you you're getting conditioned to the long run. When you finish at two and a half hours, and you think, yeah, I could keep running if I if I had to. Because when you first, when I first got back to training, I was like doing 22k runs and feeling smashed at the end. Yeah, that's always been a good sign for me. Is like if I finish a long run and I'm full of running at the end, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get somewhat marathon fit. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's a good feeling. And then Sundays you can still actually do stuff rather than just be cooked on a couch all day. Yeah. How many k moves? 144? Did you say? Did you say that? I don't know. I think I saw that before when I was scrolling through. I reckon it was more than that. Apple's fit. He'd be going pretty well. He's Cream going to doing a soccer as well, actually. Every Apple. man and their dog's doing a, a soccer. Yeah, no yeah. left in Australia. It's what I've been saying is it's the Valencia of the East now. It, yeah. It's flat, fast, got the deep packs, hard to get into now, but not that hard, not like New York hard where you've got to do some crazy lottery. It's it's good one, I reckon. It's going to be good weather, good packs. Might have a party afterwards. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's do a party Big like party. we did, like we did at Berlin that time. I'm not flying out till the Monday night, so I can party on the Sunday night. Yeah, how good! This will be fun. Let's organise something. Croaks should come over just to watch. <laughs> Pass. Pass. Yeah, my drinks Pass. out, Croaks. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Viv would really love that. Hey, Viv, just going over to Osaka just to hand Moose some drinks. And party. And party. <laughs> and party, yeah. yeah. You mentioned the karaoke bars with croaks in it. Oh, they're so good. So good. <laughs> I'll be that. staying in Australia. All right, well, on you, what have you been doing? Uh, uh, what, time, what pace, what time is Moose going to run for 3K on Wednesday off that training week? Uh, I'll go... Mm, eight. Oh, I'm happy already. <laughs> uh, I was going to say like, I don't know. I'll go eight. I was going to go higher eight thirties, eight thirty-eight. Jesus. Mm. I went eight, eight forty-one me. on the monthly. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That ain't happening. Come on. What's the weather looking? Are you doing in the morning early? Yeah, 6 a.m. Uh, stuff. All right, eight, 8.44 then. That, that's getting closer, but I still... <laughs> Oh, I think yeah. you better do. I think you better do that. Who you got? You, Toby. Who else? We got Ryan Kramers. Yeah, Kramers. Sammy Williams, jump in. Kieran. 
Oh, mate, Kieran is going no good. Oh, okay. So, no good at all. So that's all. the lead pack. Uh, who else might be in the lead pack? Yeah, probably those three. Oh, Hutchie. Yep. Trade laps. Mm, we're racing, mate. Oh, we okay. are racing. There's a lot of glory to be had here. Hope Matty Gunther. He nah, fit? not fit. Not okay. fit. He's fat. Yeah, but if you're racing, Moose, like no one will want to do the work at the front, which means sort of defeats the purpose of going out and seeing how fast you can actually run. Yeah, well, well shape the, the guy with no kick will want to do the work, won't he? Yeah. Well, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah all right. So, so you'll be on the front. It's well, six laps. <laughs> I don't think Hardy has a kick. He can come with me. <laughs> There's one bloke, 1,500 guy, Sammy Williams. He'll probably want it to be slow, so he won't do any work. Toby, he ain't got no kick. Hasn't he run like 8.01 for 3K? Yeah, it doesn't mean he's got a kick. Mm. He could still wind down to 64, no worries. Yeah, the bloke's fresh too. He's got a bit of hunger about him. I'm about to enter a marathon block. I don't give a shit about a 3K. And this, this bloke, this is his whole life running this 3K. <laughs> it's a bit more incentive for him. Has been injured for like eight months though. That's what I mean. Mm. This is his first taste back where he gets to actually have a crack. And can you, you live stream it? About it? Instagram live it on the side of the track. Yeah, oh, well, everyone's running. Yeah, surely someone will be watching. See what we can do. Imagine us getting an alert six a.m. Wednesday morning croaks. Inside <laughs> yeah. running podcast is now live. Just these guys running the three k time trial. I think Maddie Gunther might be there if you wanted to. Yeah, let's do it. I That'd like pretty good. that. That'd be good, actually. With my breakfast, just get him to yell out splits. It'll yeah. be around 6.40, I reckon, after we warm up and stuff. Yeah, that could work at my end. I'd watch that. All right, Croaks, tell us about your week. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty ordinary week, especially the back end of it, because I got sick. Um, so Tuesday was a session out at the the horse track. Uh Session was meant to be five minute, four minute, three minute, two minute, one minute, five minute, all with 75 second jog. Uh, but I decided to cut it short. I just did five, four, three, two, one. Um, this was the first probably really hot afternoon we had. It was over 30 degrees. And um, I just, uh, yeah, like felt good for the, like for the five minute rep felt, you know, fine. And then probably like halfway through the four minute rep, just the heat started to get to me in terms of my heart rate. And I'm still just conscious of, you know, with obviously having the heart stuff, like I don't want my heart rate going absolutely through the roof. So I figured doing the five minutes at the end, like to keep my heart rate down, it would have been running close to four minute Ks because, you know, it's like once, once it gets really hot, um, yeah, your heart rate just doesn't come down. So I went like 325, 324, 328, Oh, sorry, yeah, so 325 for the five-minute rep, 324 for the four, 328 for the three, 318 for the two, and 310 for the one. Like, when when it's cold, like this session, I normally, like, kick down, like, you know, probably five seconds a K each rep. But this one, I sort of just ran more to heart, just kept the heart rate somewhat under control. Um, but in hindsight, like, I probably should have just done this session off, like, standing recoveries. And... That's the one thing, like, we either will start doing some sessions in the morning on Tuesdays, especially over this, we did it last year as well. So Christmas into sort of mid-January, most people are on holidays. So you're better off training Tuesday mornings rather than sitting around all day to wait to train in the afternoon. So we'll probably do that anyway. But if it continues to be hot late January, we either, yeah, train Tuesday mornings or just modify the sessions where you know, the reps are off standing recovery. Cause if this, if this was off standing recovery instead of jog, um, it probably would have been okay. But 
I was pretty um yeah pretty proud of myself to actually just pull the pin after the the one minute and just go yeah that's that's enough for me so average 335s for that 20 minutes um that's when, a new croaks brady i reckon oh, i like that yeah uh, yeah. Haray was still like, like, like I average, average one sixty six for the whole session. But like, I, I knew that that last five minutes, it just would have been, oh, just a death march. Um, so uh, probably after the three minute rep, when I went three twenty eight, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna call it after the one minute, which then meant that I was able to run the two and the one like a little bit harder, knowing that that's all I had left to do. Um, so yeah, anyway, that was Tuesday. Wednesday got out for my about hour so I did four twenties um yeah four twenties out at mulligans um 14k and then friday was my next run and the last run for the week we went back out to a place near stromlo where we did some sessions there earlier this year um, where it's quite sort of undulating uh, so the session was 12 minute tempo two minute 30 sort of solid jog um and then four lots of two minute 15 on 75 second float um and so i got through like seven and a half k at 338 um they had a decent like not crazy amount of elevation like i got of 100 and 124 124 meters of elevation over that seven and a half k but some of the hills are quite sort of punchy where you sort of you don't feel like you're moving up them real well but like i i think this these sort of sessions are just so underrated. Like you don't feel great doing them, but when you finish and you start like then cooling down on the flat, like you feel, feel amazing. And then if, if you do this for a month, we then go back to like Lake Burley Griffin on, on the flat and you feel like you're absolutely flying. So definitely be doing a bit more of this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Over, over summer. So what's the, a... what's the, in, the um, prescription of effort for that? Yeah. So I wanted, because we hadn't, because we hadn't done a session out here for a while and it's very easy to cook yourself on the hills i wanted the 12 minute tempo to be super comfy so almost like half marathon sort of effort it's almost like a filler to just extend the session out to more like 30 minutes um but i sort of i sort of said like when you finish the 12 minute tempo yes we're jogging for two and a half minutes but you know within a minute of that jog you should feel pretty good and then you can hit the the two minute 15 reps a bit harder it's always hard because it depends on what part of the course you are whether you're going up or down but i sort of prescribe it probably more like because it's meant to be off a of float recovery somewhere like maybe a bit slower than sort of 10k effort for the ons um but then the floats vary because if you if you get lucky enough that you're doing one of the reps and it's predominantly downhill and you get to the base of a hill for the recovery it's like you're not going to float up that hill because you're going to cook yourself for the next rep so it's more about that 75 seconds is just do what you need to do to get the heart rate back under control to feel strong in the the two minute 15 rep okay Does that makes sense yep yeah um so yeah that was friday and then friday night i started to get a sore throat and um yeah i've been pretty much sick ever since so uh went to the doctor today because i had the same same thing after gold coast last year about six weeks i ended up with a bacterial throat infection but I let it go on for way too many days before I started taking the antibiotics. I thought, oh, I'll get on top of it early this time. And I went to the doctor and she was like, oh, you know, it's a bit early to know whether it's bacterial or a virus. And so, you know, if it's a virus, it'll just clear up in the next few days. But I've got a script for antibiotics if it doesn't clear up in the next couple of days. But this afternoon, I've definitely started to feel 
a bit better. So hopefully I can start jogging again. Yeah, just listen to the body. Yeah. It's good that you didn't try to push through that. No, I want to test out my new watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting, isn't it? Garmin 4965. So I, I tested out mine yesterday for the first time. You've had one for a, for a while, haven't you, Moose? No, I had the nine. Uh, I had the two six five, which is like a model down in terms of features and like I guess how technical the watch is. Okay. So this, I've I've had a couple of runs now with the the six five. I mean the um, nine six five, not the two six five. And yeah, it's been it's been a treat. I've just been wearing mine to bed because I haven't been able to run just to get some like. Um, heart rate variability data and also just some sleep data but uh, i'll yeah, right. test it out tomorrow you, you didn't interesting test with it the sickness too in didn't test it out in the bed <laughs> no not in the bed too sick mate <laughs> so we're putting but, k's uh, in that watch to review next week is that right yeah we are reviewing it next week so thanks to garmin for their support of the inside run podcast looking forward to uh yeah going deep in that review next week because i've got a few things i'm taking notes every run i go on at the moment pretty um Pretty whiz bang watch though, isn't it? What about Musso? I had a massive fail, so now Bree's got all of the uh, all of the Strava crowns around the surf coast. <laughs> Local legends and Strava crowns, and she probably won a ton of challenges too if she entered them, like the mileage challenge and the fastest whatever K challenge. And yeah, she she's going well actually. I hope she turned off her Strava notifications. There'll be some angry angry women out there. Yeah, that'll be the best is watching them fire up. What about like, Moose as well, Croaks, with Nath in the mm. group chat? Like he's like that old Uncle Boomer who like needs your help with technology. You yeah, one of those guys. First message was, because it was yesterday, Sunday, Nath, do you work Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> help me out. Turns out he does work Sundays, boys. He does, yeah. It's every day, Nath. He'll be invoicing you, Moose. Uh, yes, he, he was good. He, he didn't fix it though, did he? No, I didn't. More ah. from Nath later in the month, I think. Let me tell you about my week, fellas. Um, what did I do this week? Oh, yeah, I was, I'd raced that last Sunday. I was just tired off the back of that Zatapec weekend and that race and the travel and going away on school camp. I don't think I told you how hard school camp was, Moose. You ever, you, he could never survive a school camp, Croaks. Moose? Yeah, I don't reckon, don't reckon you have the patience. Nah, three days pretty much on the clock for three days straight. I was sleeping in bunk beds with the other male teachers. I was on the top bunk. Just rough amount of sleep, so I was tired. Come you're Monday. allowed to do that? You're at a Christian school? Uh, I'm at a state school. Yeah. Oh, we, you're yeah. allowed to do that at state schools. What, I, reckon high, I reckon high school camps are worse though, Brady. Oh, yeah. The high school kids would be very hard to control in a camp, I reckon, Croaks. Mm. That would be very difficult. Where'd um, you go? Where'd you go in your camp? Cape Hill Creek, remember? Oh, that's right. Cape Hill, yeah, yeah. yeah your that. man over there, Tim. Didn't we talk we yeah. did, but I'm just saying this is how tired I am. I don't think I got enough credit last week of how how um, hard camp was, so I just thought I'd bring it up again. Moose clearly doesn't listen. Doesn't listen. It's his mates over oh, there. Mate, his good mate owns the camp. It's, Where'd you go on camp? Oh, didn't we, didn't we talk about that last week? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Camps do you go on, mate? It sounds like you're on a holiday the full time. That's, yeah, that was the one camp. Anyway, I was tired starting this week. Monday, 15K at 4.40s in the morning, and then 7K in the afternoon at 4.48s. A lot of slow running now, boys, because it's hot up here. So I'm just like, heart rate monitor is the only thing I'm looking at. I'm keeping them slow. I just don't want to cook myself. Um, Tuesday, I usually I don't do a workout after a Sunday race. But because I kind of backed off a bit Sunday 
and I wanted to get back into the weekly routine of like doing a workout Tuesday and then going to the gym and then another workout Friday. I really wanted to do something. So I'll call this like a C type workout. I just did like a 12K tempo run, average 325s, heart rate average was like 155, it started to creep up a bit towards the end. Um, I just felt it was enough that it wasn't going to tie me out too much, but not too much that I was going to end up in a hole. So yeah, that went all right. Um, 7.5k in the afternoon at 4.37 in gym. Wednesday, uh, 90 minutes at 4.29s, and then 7k in the afternoon at 4.46s. Thursday, 15k at 4.44s, and 8k in the arvo at 4.40s. Bit of doms from the gym over Wednesday, Thursday. Really making an effort to be in there minimum twice a week for the next 11 weeks going into Osaka. That's one of my goals. And then Friday, did some track work with Glenn. Good to have him back. He's had a niggle the last couple of months, but he was back on the track. I did two sets of 8.400 off 45 seconds walk and then a lap jog between the sets. And Glenn did 200 of each rep. And he kind of alternated. So the first rep, you do the first 200. But then the second rep, you'd walk back from the 200-meter line to the 300-meter start line and then do that 200. And it was so good just having someone to train with. I just didn't look at my watch until the 300 mark every rep. Just made sure it said like 50, 51. It was kind of going through in 68, 69s. Um, they didn't put the sprinklers on the oval either. So I wore the vapor flies first time. I wore them on the grass and they were good. So this was a good workout. Like I felt like having Glenn there made a massive difference and um, being in Vaporfly on the grass, yeah, it was a good thing. I'll um, hopefully do more of that in the future. Which Vaporfly, the new one? Three, yep. yep. Um, that was good. And then I did 7K in gym after work on Friday. And then we had our work Christmas party and I ran home from that. So I did a triple day, 3.2K for 436s. Go about- again? Go again? Well, I left the pub. I was, we went to this, like, we had a function for the dinner and drinks, and then that place shut, and then everyone went to the pub. And then I was like, at the pub, I'm like, I should not be at this pub. I'm too old to be at this pub. I've got stuff to do with my life other than drinking beers, so I need to wake up. Okay. I hadn't really drank that much at all. And then I kind of walked out the front of the pub, and there was like, you know, just like rough crowds and like taxi rank and stuff like that. I'm just like, I'm not going to line up here. I'm just going to run home. So it was just like a 3K run, 436s. It's 28 degrees at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night as well, but got home safe. And You know um, what this is? This is attention-seeking behavior. Not attention-seeking, just logging miles. This is you trying to... Mm, just all logging miles. fucking workmates, you've got to be the runner, don't you? I haven't oh, even... Oh, he's the runner. Oh, you ran home. Oh, they'll talk about this next year, won't they? No one... T- I haven't even brought it up with any work people, and it's Monday night. This is not a thing. This is you know a, you could run. This, you know you could run home without starting your watch. This is a convenience thing. Yeah, but I'm chasing K's croaks, chasing K's. So got home first triple day of my life. Um, Saturday, 15k at 4:41, just a bit of grassy oval action. And then Sunday, got out in the hills with Crammers. We did 30, or I did 36k, average 405s. Pretty windy, 467 meters of climbing. Crammers is getting fit too, boys. Real fit. His back is the number one Crammery, I think. Took the Strava crown on the first hill which was pretty impressive by him. Just, what, over you? Uh, we equaled it, yeah. He took down mine, but then we equaled it this year, this time. So, What's his marathon PB? Uh, that's a good question. 232? 232? 234, something like that. Mm-hmm. He, was okay. pretty, he was pretty fit. Getting pretty fit. The two-time premiership, Benny go though. Like, he's quick distances. Hundred, I'm sure he's... 177 for the week. Not much quality in there, but it was some good mileage, which is good. 
Well, when you're running home from the pub and logging it, yeah. Like I don't put my watch on to run after Pierre at the park. <laughs> you don't go three and a half k in a row running after her though. Yes, you do. No, just doing short bursts here and there. Brady, are, are you noticing any like any noticeable difference from going out and doing these like long or long hillier runs and gym? Um, you mean like does the run on the flat feel easier? Yeah, or does anything feel different? Like, yeah, um, I feel stronger on the hills each week, but I don't really feel stronger on the flat when I'm like on a recovery run on the Monday. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like, like even yesterday, I come off the hilly section of it, and then we had this like straight, and it was pretty windy, and then I I was still able to roll like four minutes, and it felt like I was like very much in control. Like I feel like I come off the. Um, the hill's pretty good. And this was the first week back in the gym croaks. I've been really lazy at it the last probably like month. But I'm like, nah, we're 12 weeks out now. I've got to start like getting in there and being consistent. So yeah, I reckon you'll notice this stuff in a month or so, this long stuff. Mm. You, you'll notice it in a few races too, I reckon, when you first come back. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Well, that's why I'm doing it because it's something I haven't done a lot of in the past. And it's like, well, let's see how this works. So that's good. Let's thank some Patreon supporters. Who you got, croaks? Uh, I've got Anthony Pike. So Anthony's currently living in South Australia, but he's moving to Canberra in a few weeks. Um, yeah, he reached out a couple of weeks ago and said he was moving to Canberra. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to start coaching Anthony when he moves to Canberra. He uh, works for the Air Force and he has PBs of 18.28 for 5K at the Glenelg Classic, 37.58 for 10K, 85.11 at last year's Adelaide Half and 308 at last year's Melbourne Marathon. So Thanks for your support, Anthony, and uh, yeah, I'll meet you in a few weeks. Two fifty nine after a bit of uh, coaching from Croaks, I reckon. Get that oh, get weight down. Every Canberra runner now goes to Croaks. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon he is back as the number one coach down there, up there. Well, yeah, he's really fought for it, fought hard for it. Cam Myers, that third place at the Zadipec meet, like maybe if he won that, Dick Talford would be back number one. But I reckon Croaks has got it. Please. How many did Croaks right, have Zadipec? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have down there, mate? Uh, uh, next year. Next year. Keeping our powder dry. Who you got uh, next year? Who do you think a year out is going to be running that back? I don't know. You got some good juniors? juniors? Uh, no, I've got a guy. Rob, Rob Wilson? Look, yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob will be there. No, I don't know anyone running that back next year. Okay. Moose, who you got? Um, I've got Tony Hawley. Halley. He's from Ivanhoe. He's... Yeah, Ivanhoe East. He actually um, is one of the the guys who set up this little run on the weekend uh, with the, the the kids and and us. So he works for Southern Cross Underwriting. I think that's to do with insurance. I couldn't quite understand it. Yeah. Um, he ran eighteen thirty seven at Torquay Park Run two thousand eighteen, eighty two minutes at twenty ten Sydney Morning Herald, and two fifty one at the two thousand ten Christchurch Marathon. Now, I reckon that is right because he's part of the Midday Milers crew and they all used to go to Christchurch back in the day. They used to do big group trips over there. I reckon that year would have been around when maybe Paul Martinico was running pretty quick, maybe 222, 224 over there, something like that. Um, He ran Warrangal Parkland Park Run a few times, both in 2021 and 2022. And he has a daughter... Olivia, I believe it is. Um, 
Jesus, I've taken a bit of a shot in the dark there, but I'm pretty sure that's Olivia. And yeah, he, uh, I'm not sure if he coaches her. I think uh, another fellow coaches her. Maybe um, Cyril might coach Olivia. Again, take another punt here. Um, but see him around AV, see him around Anglesey. Coach has written four lines of information and you've just added another three. I love it. That's what happens when you're part of the running community, that's mate. You that's know a people. coincidence that this name was there and you ran with, he was the one organising that stuff on Sunday. Well, I gave Moose this one just purely because of the Torquay Park run. I thought there's a chance that Moose might know this guy. Yeah, good it on you, Tony. Chance. It was a chance, but yeah. yeah. We'll see. I might have got the, the name wrong. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm, I know that is Tony. Might have got his daughter's name wrong. Damn. Um, yeah, no, he's he's. Uh, you often see him run around town. He brings all his other wealthy buddies down who have holiday houses down in Anglesey. Midday Milers, real wealthy crew. You know, they're all white collar people. Good people though. Yeah, they're they they like running. Mm. You know, no bullshit. No Instagram there. They don't have an Instagram page or anything. They just get out and run. They train. They don't no, like no full send on their Instagrams. No full. <laughs> This is old school run crew. Yeah. This was run crew before people were cool doing run crews. Yeah. This is this is a really uncool run crew, which for a lot of people makes it very cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to thank Kieran Morris from the UK. He's got PBs. He's quick, 15.26 at the Battersea Park, Sri Chin Moy 5K. He's also run 32.09 at the 2022 Brighton 10K. Keep listening, boys, because I want to ask you which one the best is out of these PBs. 72 minutes at the 2022 Great Bristol Half Marathon and 2.28 at the recent Berlin Marathon. He runs for the, the Tame Runners. Time? Tame? How do we pronounce that, Croaks? Uh, wasn't it like the Thames? Thames? The river? Thames? But that has an S on the end, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah so so Thames Runners? Maybe. Moose, you want anything to add there? What's his best PB, Kieran's? Oh, let me have a quick squeeze mm. off 30, 30 70, 228, 228, best one, 228. Croaks? Mm. No, it is that. But, what about mm. the 5K, 15, 26? Yeah, I was going to 15, 26. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, they're reason, reasonably even. Like, there's not one for me that stands, like, out massively well that the half isn't as good right 228 well the half better probably, than 72 yeah, the half's probably the weak one like i look at these and go okay like let's look at our some of our top women you know like 1526 for you know well, i guess 1526 is you know a bit slower than like you know izzy bat doyle what's what's ellie's 5k pb um I don't, I don't know. It's in the first half of a 10K, isn't it? Yeah, it's like 1540 mm. or something. Yeah. But I like take out the 72. So I think that's the weakest one. I think the others are probably relatively in line. Yeah, mm. I'd say so. I still think the, the marathon's it. Good well, the marathon's probably the, marathon's probably the it one because it's, you know, you know what goes into getting the marathon. Like you can have people that run 1526 for 5K, but they never convert to a 228 because they don't get through the work. So mm. that's why the 228's good. Thanks to all our Patreon supporters. Hope you enjoyed. Just before you go, Brady, yep. Tony's daughter, Theodora. It's a long way from Olivia. <laughs> no, it's very similar. You know, I've got a daughter called Olivia. You weren't getting that confused. 
Mm. I know no. someone has a daughter called Olivia on this show. Theodora. Sorry, Theodora. Sorry, Tony. She's pretty talented, though. As yeah. a runner, yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't make a claim on that either. I don't really know PBs. I love how I've just got a whole script there for you, Moose, and you've gone off script by about, as Brady said, three or four lines, and you've stuffed it all up. With inaccurate data. <laughs> I had a crack, though. Yeah, yeah. I had a crack. Thank you to all our Patreon supporters for keeping the show alive. We wouldn't be up to show 319 without your support. Hopefully you enjoyed the bonus content with the monthly with Christian and Toby last week. Got some more stuff coming at you the next couple of weeks. Um, I should have noted as well, the Patreon supporters also get extra episodes, I think it is, with um, the Road to Osaka stuff, including some video stuff, some like live streaming kind of shows. So that's something to hang around for as well. So if you like what What's we that? do... What am I doing? Yeah, I think you're doing a couple of stream yards in there. Q&As? Q&A oh, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. You, Reese, and... Um, All right. And... Um, Who's the third person? Of Rachel. Rachel McGuinness. Totally went blank on her name there. And Rachel, that's going to be fun starting in Jan. Are you ready to take your running to the next level? Introducing the Garmin 4965 GPS smartwatch. Whether you're a seasoned marathoner or just getting started on your running journey, the 4965 is designed to elevate your performance. With advanced features like GPS tracking, heart rate monitoring, elevation, recovery advisor, mapping, and personalised running workouts, all delivered to you via a bright mold screen, this sleek and lightweight device is your key to unlocking your full potential. And with smart notifications, you'll stay connected without missing a beat. Receive calls, texts, and app alerts right on your wrist, so you can stay in the zone and focused on your run. Worried about battery life? Don't be. The 4965 boasts an impressive battery life of up to 23 days in smartwatch mode, ensuring that it will keep up with you every step of the way. Upgrade to the Garmin 4965 and experience running like never before. Visit garmin.com.au for more details. Let's go to some running news, fellas. European cross-country champs happened yesterday. Did you see the course? So muddy. I did see some photos. No Jakob as well. Obviously, he's a bit injured at the moment. So um, this is big over in Europe too, isn't it? Tracking yeah. European champs, they take that more seriously than Com Games for the European countries that are in both. It is definitely a um, like a prioritised event over there. Yeah, and they have an under twenty three age group, so under twenty and under twenty three. Don't like that. Well, why not? What's the point? It's a big What's gap. What's the point of t- under twenty three? Because when you're twenty, you got to go into open. Like I think it's a Freaking good stepping stone. When you're twenty, you're tw- you're twenty. Mm. You're an adult. You can do everything. If remember they to... they did that here for a while as well. They yeah, were having like under twenty three champs, and they were having like qualifying times for under twenty threes for Zatapec, mm. which I think were slightly easier. Yep. But I think they've scrapped that since then. Yeah, you're an you got to grow up at some point. I mean, you you get to twenty three, and then in twelve years you're a master. Mm. Yeah, like, okay. Let's be real. At twenty one, what's Jakob? Twenty one. Yeah, he's open. I guess Kyle Robinson and stuff would be as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. And we well, sent we sent him to open like, championships. That's that is unbelievable. Can you like you grow up, you play football when you're nineteen against grown men. Yeah, look, I got it wrong. Yeah, but Nick, you can't run Nick against Dasklos, you can't run when you're twenty two years old. I'm yeah. with you, Bruce. I'm with you. You've convinced me as well, to be honest. Yeah. You've convinced yeah. me. Good arguments. Stick stick to this stuff, not um girls' names that you don't know, Moose. Yeah. 
much stronger at this. What a way to confuse things, though. What a way to dilute the fields as well. Yeah, I don't mind that from you. If someone over there can tell us why they do that, let me know. Um, Jan Shrub, he got the win from France. Magnus Touf, uh, Mivan from Norway was second. And Robin Hendricks from Belgium was third. Henrik Ingebrigtsen was 12th. Significant name there. Belgium won the team score with 20. How many people have they croaks? Four? Uh, just three. Three across the line for 20 points. Uh, where you finish in the race, that's how many points you get. France was second, 26. And Norway third with 32. Caroline Grovedale, how many has she won in a row, Bradley? Do you know off the top of your head from uh, Norway? She's won three. a few of these. Like, yeah, three I think it's three I yep. saw today. She got the win. Nadia Bato Chaletti, sorry, there's a nine in there from Italy, was second. And Abby Donnell from Great Britain was third. No much more about Abby Donnelly. Haven't seen that name before. I don't know where. Never heard of it. Sorry. No. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big, um, that's a big yeah. medal, though, isn't it, you reckon? Yeah, I'd say so. I've never heard of. Have, have you heard of the Nadia Batacletti? No, but I would say that my knowledge of Britain distance running is much better than Italy. So I saw that Nadia. The first time I saw her was at the um, the road running champs recently. It might have been the five. I think it was the five k where she was like quite competitive for for a long, you know, a long way. Abby's ran thirty two ten fifteen forty two. So, yep, some times there. Um, Great Britain and Northern Ireland come a draw for the win, 18 points. That oh, all... no, sorry, that's they, they run together. Great, so it's oh, Great, sorry. Yep. Great Britain and Northern Ireland is the, yeah. Yep, 18 points for the win. Spain second, 37, and Belgium third, 38. Did anyone see any of the footage? No. <sighs> Just thought we'd put some running results Struggling for content cause... this week, Legends. This is what we're talking about. Uh, I watched the um I watched the teams relay last year. That was pretty good to watch. You didn't put down the teams results here, but I I can I, I can no no don't worry there. about it. I've got it I've got it open. But yeah, it's a it's a mixed relay. Yeah. So I good. guess a bit like yeah. So France won that. Uh, Netherlands was second, and yeah, Great Britain and Northern Ireland were third. And there was only there was four seconds between first and third. Yeah, that's mm. that's exciting. Yeah, actually, I think Great Britain were in front. And they got run down in, in like the last in the straight basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moose, you got some news here about um, Athletics Australia winning member federation award. Well, yeah. Apparently, we're um, we're going to uh, give them a pump up, AA. So the member federation award was given out by World Athletics and. It recognises a member federation that has distinguished itself in its accomplishments throughout the year and, as a result, positively contributed to the growth and profile of the sport. Six federations were shortlisted for this year's award, each nominated by one of the six area associations before Australia was selected as the winner. So, highlights of the year for the... AA as being this nomination was hosted World Cross and Oceana's first World Athletics Continental Tour Gold meet, Mori Plant. Nation had its best ever world champs in Budapest, claiming a total of six medals, one gold, two, two silver and three bronze, and finished joint eighth on the overall placing table. So a uh, big pat on the back for AA. Good on you, Athletics Doing Australia. Good things, AA. Really um, progressing the sport well. You'd have to agree yeah. with all that too, wouldn't you? Like, Bathurst was good. Mori Plant no, looked good. No mm. facts, weren't they? Yeah. And they were all, like, all the medals come from um, 
Field track, uh, field ones? Uh, field, probably had a race walking one. Mm. Um, yeah, but I think like the good thing about athletics down here at the moment is like they are putting in, and I think this is largely to do with the points and stuff like that, realising that we need to have some decent meets down here for our athletes to be able to, you know, get points without having to travel overseas. And so that Maury Plant meet does have like, you know, was it, what status is it? It's like gold. Um, well, where was it? Which say it was Moose. Continent, it was continental to gold, a gold, gold meeting. Yeah, and so like obviously last year they had a few like stars out. Fred Curley and um, Jake Whiteman's coming next year. Yeah, the race Stewie. Stewie. Yeah, so you know that's got to be good for the sport putting those type of meets on. Well, the depth is better than it's ever been too. Mm, yep, like, especially the, like middle, dis- yeah, middle distance, distance, middle marathon. distance. Yeah, obviously fact, we, had, field, we had two field men run 208 this year for the marathon. Yeah. Yep. Last time that's yes. happened in a while. I think the sport's in a pretty good pretty good place. And look, the reason why I put this stuff in is because, yeah, World Athletics are, um, you know, end of year awarding different awards. And so tonight is the, um, yeah, probably while we're in bed, they'll announce the Women's Athlete of the Year and the Men's Athlete of the Year, um, which we'll go through who was nominated for those and, maybe try and uh, predict who we think will win. But we've also got the International Fair Play Award, Moose, which um, do you want to let us know who got that one? Fuck, it is a uh, quiet week, isn't it? It is. Jesus. <laughs> All right. So the International Fair Play Award went to Let Letton Senbet. Letton <laughs> Senbet. Well, just g'day. G'day. <laughs> Letton Senbet. <laughs> Has anyone actually read her name out before? Letton Senbet, isn't it? Yeah. Let's and let's an extra syllable in there. You got to work. No, nah, I'm just reading it as it's written. Let's and bet. Still funny name. G'day. Uh, so G'day's fair play moment occurred at the 10,000 meters at the world champs. After she secured silver, G'day went back to comfort the Netherlands, Sifan Hassan, after Hassan's dramatic fall on the home straight. Mm. So very oh. uh, noble of her. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll quickly just go through the men's and the women's finalists, which by the time people actually listen to this show, they will have announced the winners. Do we, should we from, do that then? Is it worth doing? Well, that? I don't know, maybe. Like, well, I'm, I'm more interested to see who like, who you guys would award, uh, who you would give the award to based on what these athletes have achieved this year. All right. And how right. you'd rank, would you put more weight on a world, like a, a world record versus... Um, Diamond League champion, world champion, that sort of thing. So we've got, um, for the women, uh, Tigst Asefa from Ethiopia, who runs the marathon. She won Berlin and is the current world record holder for the marathon. Uh, we've got Femke Boll, who runs the 404 hurdles. She was the 400-meter um, uh, hurdles world champion and has the world indoor 400 meter record. So she did both of those this year. Sharika Jackson from Jamaica runs the 100 and 200, world 200 meter champion and 100 meter silver medalist and the Diamond League 100 and 200 meter champion, Faith Kipiagon, uh, so the 1500 mile and 5K. She was the world 1500 meter and 5000 meter champion, world records at 1500 meters, the mile and 5000 meters. And then the last one is Yulamar Rojas from Venezuela, who is in the triple jump. She's the world champion and the Diamond League champion. 
I reckon this is pretty easy, actually. It's easy. It's faith yeah, KPI going. Faith KPI going 100%. It's like go, two, go to world, the men's. two world golds and three world records in a year. Yeah. All right, men's. Uh, we have Niraj Chopra from India in the Javelin, world champion and Asian Games champion. Ryan Krauser from the USA in the shot put, world champion and world record. Mondo Duplantis from Sweden in the pole vault, world champion, Diamond League champion with a world record. Kelvin Kipton for the marathon, London and Chicago marathon winner, marathon world record breaker. And Noah Lyles, who's from the US, runs the 100 and 200, is the world 100 and 200 meter champion, world leader and undefeated in six finals at 200 meters. This one's a bit harder. It's um for me it's Krauser, Duplantis or Kipton. And mm. I say that because they're all world records. Yeah. And then Calvin Kip- can't win the marathon world champs because he does the world record instead. Well, he had it that was the path he chose, Brady. Mm. That's what I'm so saying, yeah. Let's but if pull you can... Kipton out. I'm pulling him out because he we're talking about world athletics athlete here. We're not talking about the Chicago Marathon or the World Majors mm. runner of the year. So let's pull him out. Let's go to Mondo or Ryan. Oh, I don't know. They're both world champs. They're both world records. Well, and the Krauss, is the Krauss Diamond League champ Diamond as well. Champ, mm. Yeah, but that's so, the same thinking that you can say with um, Chicago Marathon Major wins. Why? Like it's just another like thing off to the side. It's world athletics though. Diamond I feel like League. Mondo. I feel like Mondo like wins everything, and him breaking a world record is not as uh, as special because when he breaks a world record, it's just his own record. Does it smart, doesn't he? And so it takes I don't a know. Centimeter I'll, at a time. So I'll, I'll go Ryan Krauser. All right, done. I'll back you in for that. <laughs> Calvin Kipton for me. I know he won't win it because they don't like him, but he should win it. Yeah. Um, listen to the question, Croaks. Uh, all right, so looking back at your running, is there a period in time you enjoyed most, um, i.e. when you are part of a particular group or ran well for a year or so? And that comes in from Crystal. Just before we move on, our end-of-year awards better be better than what we just did for the last five minutes as well, I reckon, oh. boys. Well, hey, we actually care about them. We're not talking about shot port. We're not talking about pole vault. We'll make that a bit more interesting in a few weeks' time. What was mm. the moment, Moose, when you just enjoyed a period of time when you enjoyed running the most? Mm. Look, outside of training camps, which is which is a mate, like training camps are a different level. But if you just take normal life and running, there was a time in Ballarat when I was, it was just running a lot with a very good group with a great bunch of crew. We had awesome times together. We, every run was hilarious, and we we would. Ha- like Saturday Arvos, we'd have beers, we'd run from the shop, I'd have a couple of beers at the shop afterwards and then we might even have dinner together and partners would come join us. And then on the Sunday, we'd have a big long run, do a Sunday Arvo, finish with a couple of beers down at the Lakeview. That was it. That for me was probably the best. I mean, lately I've been really enjoying our group here, but I reckon at that point I was fitter and had a lot more ambition and the ceiling was higher for what I could do. And it just, I was a, like, it was a, it was a great time for running for me. Go back and listen to the first 50 episodes. That would be you talking <laughs> yeah. about that. That probably would be. Yeah. yeah. Documented there. 
What about yeah. you, Brady? Um, yeah, hard question. Like I try to see the positives in each like moment of your running journey, like different periods. I love, like this is going to sound weird, but I really enjoyed when COVID hit and everything got locked down, and Archie and I were just training the house down, like which is probably a bit silly because there's no races but we were just in sync and murder and like two workouts a week in a long run every single week and something about like the simplicity of like just training that's all you had to think about you didn't have to think about racing didn't have to think about um you know tapering or recovering it was just like just really locked into a good routine i did love two of my really good mates were um like when i first got into running when i was like 15 16 and I still talk to one of them pretty like daily at the moment. So like that was fun being running with him. But like, we were doing like 30 or 40k a week. So I got fond memories of that time as well. But yeah, mine because I don't spend too much time running with other people. Most of it's pretty boring. What about you, Crokes? You would have been in a few different training groups over the years. Yeah, so like all the training group stuff's fun. But from a when I used to get really excited was when I could see both in training and races that I was having like breakthroughs you know like yeah all you know you, you plateau for a while and then you string together all this training and then you start doing stuff in training that you're like holy shit i've never done this before and that's happened like at various times throughout my running depending on what event i was training for so like early years it was like 1500 meter stuff where you know you go from running like four minutes to 350 in the space of like a couple of months and you're like holy shit like this is this is an amazing feeling like the stuff i'm doing in training i've never done that and then you know, more recently in the last like 10 years when you start doing, you know, marathon sessions and you're like, man, I can't believe like how fast I'm running these like 8K reps or whatever and how comfortable it feels. And, and I know that I'm on top of my game. Training seems to come really easy. Everything flows, nothing hurts. So yeah, I think just when training's going well and you feel like you're about to sort of have a, have a breakthrough or, or you're having a breakthrough. Mm, exciting times, aren't they? It is a happening. nice feeling. It is. It doesn't happen often not, enough. Not sure I'm going to experience too many more of those, but we are not in that world anymore. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. That yeah, period where you just go, "Holy shit!" Like I cannot believe that I'm doing this at the moment. Like, where did this come from? Mm. Yeah. Moose on the loose. What do you got, Moose? Oh, mate, I've had a few. I've had a few that I've kind of missed over the time. Um, one of them was just more of a question. You know, I did a moose is confused for a while. Yeah. I thought I would bring that up. Um, it's not so much I'm confused. It's just like, how come, how come, um, all, you know, all the challenge runners and the charity runners that, that like go out and, uh, raise money by doing like a lot of mileage or by doing a big long run or something. Why don't we ever see any of them? put a uh like a, a time or a, like a time challenge out so instead of saying oh, i'm going to run a half marathon every day for seven days well wouldn't it be great if someone said i'm going to run a half marathon in an hour 30 yet their pb is like and, and it's a real challenge for them to hit that because as a runner we all know that like that it's probably more challenging for that person to to run a faster time than it is for them to just get out there and run longer and easier every day so that's just something i thought i'd throw out there about someone comes up and goes i'm going to put this challenge out there i'm going to train really hard i'm going to commit to this and i'm going to try to run this time on this day yeah i'm going to train my ass off for six Mm. months and try to take 10 minutes off my half marathon pb 
Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, like, it doesn't get the same traction though, does it? It doesn't at all. And it's not uh, in your face every single day when you're doing something that's like, hey, I'm going to run a half marathon every day in, in the month or 10K a day for six months or whatever. And yeah. you've got to remember that the people that are out there trying to raise money for the charities, they're probably trying to get money off just the general punters, not the people like us who know it's harder to train to run a PB than it is just to go out and run a certain amount of miles every day. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not taking, I'm not having to go at them. Yeah. I'm just saying that wouldn't it, if one someone within the running community come out and said that because it's it's rare that anyone puts that on the line anyway and go I'm mm. going to try to run this time at this race like it it's a brave move doing that it's an even braver move to say back me in to do it. Well, put it this way, I'd be more willing to donate money to people if they did have the PB goal as opposed to going and running 20k every day. Yeah, because be... because we know what goes into actually running PBs. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be definitely more inclined to donate money to people that put a PB uh, time on the challenge. Do you Great. think it will go that way because it's so saturated, that market now of like how many K a day for how many days challenges? I don't know. I but think the problem we, would is... get, we would get yeah. how many messages would we get a week, Croaks, about can I come on the show? I'm doing this challenge. Yeah. And it's always distance. Like... Mm. I want to promote it. And you feel bad. Like we've just kind of got that blanket that it's like, if you, you know, if you have one of those on, it's kind of like, which ones do you say yes to? Which ones do you say no to? It's really difficult to choose. But we get, yeah, constantly, wouldn't we? Like it's very saturated that, um, that, those challenges. Yeah. So that was one. And then the second one, it pisses me off a lot more, is that we're involved in this sport running where, and I think it is the only sport in the world where low-level, inexperienced, no-knowledge rookies can come out and become running experts in two to three weeks because they have a social media following. And they actually have an influence on people. And they turn into gurus overnight. And that there's like there's this area of our community or culture in running that the running influencer is out there like changing people's r minds about what they should do in running and influencing them in negative and bad ways from what i see anyway it's fucking crazy that, that our sport just accepts that and it's part of it like for instance let's compare the closest sport we have i reckon is cycling probably the closest sport to running would you would you agree yeah i don't know a lot about it but yeah you're talking like, I suppose, from a training point of I view. Guess so. both, both, I guess so. Both aerobic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to find another sport such so similar. Well, all right. Let's firstly we'll do cycling. Can you think of any, like a cyclist, right? A hobby cyclist. Say your your mate who gets on the bike and rides down Beach Road a few times a week. They start an Instagram account, and all of a sudden, they're giving out training advice to new cyclists but they actually don't know what they're doing. Mm. It would never happen. It just like, it, it, people would go, well, what do you know? You're not a, you got no history of coaching. You don't have a scientific, like um, physiological train, like training or, or knowledge. You haven't been an athlete yourself. Why the fuck would I listen to you? But why aren't people doing that though, Moose? Because I know like, let's say for example, I wasn't running and I was doing cycling and I wanted to get into cycling. I'm going to go and pick the brains of people that are good cyclists or know the sport, not just first somebody I see on Instagram. That, that, that would be the first person I go to. 
100% you would. And if you saw, and and if you looked at a page and go, oh, this person's got a cool Instagram, or and you look at, well, what are they actually doing here? Are they do they know what they're doing? Um, how do how do I know that they know what they're talking about? Whereas running, it's just like I saw a, an Instagram page today. It's like fucking I don't know, twenty thousand followers or something. Mm. The the bloke's gone. Oh, full send and hang on. That's how we do it. And he dropped 40 seconds a K or something like that throughout a half marathon. And he's going around saying how good it is. And and there's all these people getting up in yeah. the comments, fucking awesome run. Yeah. Oh, what do you do for recovery? Oh, what's your pre-race meal look like? I'm like, this is and not you the guy like who asked minutes for a half that. marathon too? Was it 90 yeah. minutes? Yeah. 90 minutes or something. Like that's whatever. I'm not having to go at 90 minutes. No, 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 neither am I. But the you fact don't that go he's getting to the treated like he's, yeah. And, and 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 treat them as if they're some kind of guru. But, but look, and there are 90-minute runners who are gurus out there. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're, they're either... No, I didn't mean coach. the time. I didn't mean the time thing. I meant the way he executed it. And but, the yeah, fact but that's that, the thing. Yeah. yeah. You, like, you run 90 minutes for the half, but you have all of your case splits within a few seconds of each other. Like that's how, you know, that's a guru. That's how you run a, a smart race. Not yeah. slow down forty seconds a k towards the end. Um, Moose, I'm a bit older than you. Can you explain to me the whole full send thing? Because oh. I've seen it a fair bit on social media, and almost like I get it that it's go, wait, give it absolutely everything. But it's almost like you write that by putting that. Are you tougher than somebody that doesn't put full send but runs a smart race and has like a small negative split? Right. Is, is that what it means? I don't, I don't, I don't understand what full send means. It, I think, well, you know, when someone says full send, I, I don't exactly know what they're talking about. But a lot of the time, when someone says that, you then look at their results, and they've gone out like at a ridiculously unrealistic pace and blown up, <laughs> and 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 it's like, oh, full send, ride or die. Like yeah, we yeah. had a. I feel like I feel like kind of thing. I feel like how running works. I feel like I've been so soft because I've never really run that way. (laughs) And the the craziest thing is that it's created this problem where if someone runs an even split, or if they run a slight negative split, they're they're developing like a oh what if syndrome, or maybe I didn't go hard enough at the start. Didn't send it enough. Yeah, maybe I didn't test myself enough. Just half sent it. Just put half a postage stamp on. Is it really having a crack if you don't blow up? Did I really, was I brave enough? Like, that's, again, it's not how running works. And I think there's there's that running influencer that's sort of taken over here and and is, is influencing people the wrong way and getting them to do stupid shit like that. Question. Do they do they already have a profile before they get into the running space, or do they start with nothing, get into running, and then build it up? I would I think know. I would think option A. Like you reckon already, that they transition to running? They've already got a profile, and then they get into running, become the guru, already have the audience. They're not the guru because what they've done in the running space. I, I, I got no idea. I can think of a few people in, in this position that I think of like come to running and already got 10,000 followers and then start giving out running advice. Who? Got well, yeah, they come anyway. To running. Maybe. It's, um, it's a bit, it's frustrating to see because a lot of, like I saw one the other day, it was a guy, 
He's got like every shoe on the planet. He he reviews shoes. He's like a three-hour, twenty marathoner, and he he literally anyone in the everyone in the comments is like, oh, what do you do for recovery? That was the question that popped up a heap. Or oh, what sort of training would you recommend for this or this? Like this, this guy. <laughs> He, he he has a following because someone decided to give him shoes because he has a lot of followers. Uh, like it's like the followers, it's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Mm. But then, how do we like fix it? Like I was thinking the same thing when I was at that fun run last Sunday morning. I think I had like did I, did I say eight thousand, ten thousand people, and then I'm looking at half empty stands at Zadipak. I know how you fix it. You you want to try and educate people that if they want to be good at something or want to learn about something, you go to people that know about it. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I remember, I don't know what episode it was. I remember I was talking about back in the day that I'd love to go, like, gold mining. It's like, if I want to go gold mining, I'm going to go and find somebody who's experienced at this shit, not just some Instagram page where I see a guy with a pan and just <laughs> listen to what he listened to. Yeah, like, but there's re- a problem re- somewhere. It's not. It's, it's not working. You know what I mean? At, yeah. Otherwise, you look at some yeah. of our best runners. How come they haven't got the same amount of followers that these influencers do? Like they're the and most credentialed people. They're the best at it in the country. They go to the Olympics. They set Australian records. But yet, you know what I'm saying? So there's a problem. There's no somewhere. doubt, though. There's no doubt that the influencers that we're talking about that we're frustrated with have the personality to pull it off mm. and they're, the camera like skills. Got a following. They're ex- yeah. They it's can all clean. Edit. They're very, they're pretty. They're usually like, like they're, photographers or videographers or something as well. Yep, they can speak well, good-looking people. Um, they're obviously really confident when they say something. So they're, they're very good at that. And if we, we, if we have runners that do those same things, then they're going to pull that off too. But the question is, do they want to do that? Probably not because they'd be a little embarrassed. Like I, I, a lot of them would be, I reckon. Well, um, well, well, most top runners I know like won't, put stuff up before a race saying I'm going to full send tomorrow. They just let their running do the talking. Yeah. Like don't need to talk about it before the race. Just go and go and race well. Let their legs do the talking. Yep. So do, do elite athletes need a team to create content for them? Well, maybe that's where those groups come in. Because the groups seem to put out good content because there'll be someone who's doing the work for the group. Like a Bauma Track Club has their own. Yeah, yeah and I'm thinking creation. like the All Athletic Club. They're they're normally pretty good at that stuff. There's always someone around taking pictures, and it looks like Melbourne Track Club lately have always had someone out taking photos of them. Like they're getting the content nicely. Someone else is kind of doing the work promoting them for them, and it seems to work pretty well. Um, there's always there's always also going to be the argument that oh, this is good for the sport. Why are you picking on things that are good for the sport? It's encouraging more people to do and exposing them. It's because it's unhealthy information that has been given out. It's not helping people. Like that's the problem that I have right now. It's it's not healthy for that runner who's following the advice from the advice that I've actually seen. Yeah, that's a scary thing. That was like you sent me something today and had like four and a half thousand likes. And I'm like, that's frightening. There's, you've got to stay off it, otherwise I get too mad and like triggered by it. Mm, good one though, because mm, I do news. think content creation is important for elite athletes. It's gone to the days where you can just 
just let your legs do the talking. That doesn't work anymore in 2023. Well, you, unless you're at the top, unless you're at the Galen Rupp level back in the day, mm. you know that guy. But that's back in the day. You don't think that, the, like, if if you had someone on that level winning Olympic medals, he has he has to do social media these it, days in America. Yeah, I think he'd be fine. Why in America? Because I just think the contract would be so big for Nike. Oh, okay. That he's just like, nah, I don't have to worry about that other stuff. So in Australia, let's just say, who's who's Stewie, right? Yeah. Let's just use Stewie because he would be one of our biggest athletes. Um, have you been following Stewie's socials? Yeah, I follow him on yeah, Instagram. I, I see the odd, uh, you know, he's an ambassador for the Melbourne Cup Carnivals. Oh, yeah. Does so. he make... Um, does he make content? He's no, not. not he's not, not really. Yeah. No, no. He doesn't, does he? No. But, you reckon, but maybe so go for someone more in the middle, because Stewie's same might be in the same situation. His contracts and appearance fees and all that do the work. Jeez. But he's but is not offering any knowledge to help people who are out there want to be influenced, though, are they? So they're going. You know what I mean? So like, they're going to the Australian record holder. Has he got an Australian record at the moment? 3K? 5K? 3K? Yeah, 3K. 3K. Um, yeah. But they're going there and there's nothing there. Yeah, I'm Point looking I'm through his make. Instagram now. He's, so he's actually not, got a... He's not he's replying got... to comments about how he recovers and stuff. No. He's not getting those, but that's not his responsibility. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I don't think it is his responsibility. And I don't. if you look at other sports, I don't think like the top golfers in mm. the world are out there you know, given tips on social media about how to play golf better. No, they're definitely but, not. NBA but, players but, aren't doing that. Nick Dacos but, but, isn't doing that. Yeah, but this but is where those running influencers are coming in and taking that audience. But there's golf professionals. Like you go to you, you go to a club oh, yeah, and you go to a golf you go to a golf pro to improve your golf. You don't just go to some Instagram guy and there, there have a look a at what he does. Well, golf, they're probably, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure there would be, but mm. If I want to improve my golf, I'm going to go to a bloody golf pro. The point you're trying to make, Moose, is there's a big slice of the pie of people gathering information on running is coming from shit sources. Yeah. Yeah. Shit sources. And more uh, than other sports. Well, check your sources. We're just not like other sports. And just because they've got 20,000 followers doesn't mean they're good at giving out running advice. Good at giving out running advice, exactly. Jeez. Yeah, why? Why are we the only sport that does that? That's what I don't know. But if you think back to, so I'm thinking back now to when I first started running, and this was pre like social media. This was like pre internet, and like one of my downfalls, I think, early on with my running was I never really knew how to train. Like you know, the my first experience of you know how you should exercise was like my senior PE classes where it was like you know freak you know frequency intensity and it's like all right you need to go and do stuff three to four times a week 70 to 80 percent heart rate you know that's how you sort of get fit so i just jump on the treadmill pump it up to you know 16k an hour and run 6k like i had i had no idea how you trained but the problem was there wasn't you know there wasn't the internet to go on to there was a, probably a few running books so unless you knew somebody who was a half decent runner you like you had no information whatsoever so that was one extreme, whereas now, and, and so it wasn't until I then got put in touch with people throughout my running journey of like top coaches or 
groups that I started to actually learn how to train. But now it's gone the other way where there's so much information out there, but 90% of it's probably shit. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the, the lesson should be, let's just stick to the, uh, maybe just go find a coach. Coach? Is that what you recommend? Just do some research. Yeah, that's not um, Instagram reels. Well, if you're clicking on them, then just go a bit deeper. Type their name into Google. Type their name in. What's that website we use? Crooks? Race View. Check their Race. PBs. Not, not the PBs. PBs. No, no, PBs. Yeah, yeah I know. You know not their you're PBs. obsessed with this I know. PB I, thing, I, I, I shouldn't have said it. I knew when I said it, it was the wrong thing to say. Check their running history. How long they've been in the sport. What are some of the events they've done? That kind of stuff. Scroll down their Instagram feed and see what they've been doing. Where they come from. Training philosophies, that's important. Training philosophies. Yeah. Ask Craig Mottram that. <laughs> yeah. We went around in circles. I don't think we got any answers, but no. I think we had a decent no. conversation. Well, I think any look, if you're taking advice from people that are saying go out hard and slow down in a race, like they're not they're the people you shouldn't be listening to. I think that that was, you know, what you're trying to get at, Moose. <laughs> don't take advice from those people. Got carried away here, but yeah. It was a good conversation. Yeah. You guys took care of it. I think so. Uh, Whispers, I need some help this week. I said at the start of the show, got a message on Patreon from NH. I don't know what that stands for, but thank you for writing in NH. Brought some stuff to my attention. I need some help from the audience out there to tell me what we've done wrong potentially here. He wrote, are you guys on the nose with Athletics Victoria? Can't help but notice other pods getting Instagram reposts, but just now on my Zadapec survey, other pods are also mentioned in how did you hear about the event? No other media outlet has ever even done close to the positive effect on Australian distance running that you guys have, nor the international reach. Not sure why the big dogs don't appreciate and promote this too. Then I looked into it, boys, and there was a survey saying, how did you hear about Zatapak? And it listed a couple of podcasts, but not ours. And it said, like, was it emails? Was it print media? Was it word of mouth? Was it Athletes Victoria Instagram page? So, mm. so one... I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They must have just not heard of us. We've been going for six years. We talk about their events every single week. We uh, have over 8 million downloads. We've interviewed some absolute legends from Victorian and Australian and international distance running over the years. So maybe whoever came up with the survey just didn't know we existed or someone doesn't like us and they've left us off the survey. You're right there. I know Zach even approached them just saying, hey, how much do we have to pay for a repost? Um, and they, they, they don't even like reply to him. So... I deep down actually do think it's probably our authenticity and our honest opinions and which we present on this show unfiltered because we want the best for the sport and I think we probably have annoyed someone over the years and we've got a black line through our name. Any thoughts on that? But whisper us, let me know. I'm sending it to the people out there. Or if you've got no, someone I'm, in, in I'm the building. You're right. I'm confident that you're you're correct in that. <laughs> uh, we've we talk about cross country every week. The good and the bad, that's the thing. And I don't, I, I reckon that there's a, there's a few, there's a, there's a few um, organizations out there that just don't like to hear it or that don't like to hear the negative stuff. But it's not like we just, we're going to talk about that. That's fine. And we don't need to, like, I would, I would rather quit this podcast and end it than have to for fucking like, reposts and that kind of thing brady it's we don't need that shit why would we need that i oh, know i don't say we do need it we've got the backing of our patreon supporters and our massive audience that but the show of the people moose so as long as we've got the people in our corner i'm happy 
I'm just, I was confused and baffled when I saw that message come in and asked for the link and checked it and thought, no, this cannot be right. I'd like to you think that we had a bit to contribute to the crowd that was, a few people in that audience may have heard about Zadapec. I think, I didn't on sponsor the show for a month to promote the event to us. Yeah, and we reviewed, <laughs> we reviewed the event. We had that debate the week before about who yeah, our yeah. tips were. So and did a 20 minute segment on their event. So we definitely promoted Zadapec. Yeah, there's nothing worse either than listening to a podcast or whatever, where it's just an absolute fluff piece, mm. where it's all, all like, sure, it's not going to offend anybody or whatever, but I want to hear what you actually think. I don't want you to take the, only the good bits out of something and just like talk high and might like talk about it as if it's just like this be all and end all i want to hear about the nitty gritties i want about hear things that could have been done better and this is one of the problems with our sport again is 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 the criticism of even athletes so let's just say dustin martin plays in the grand final has five kicks and has very minimal impact on the ground do you think there's not a newspaper the next day and there's not a post grand final show and there's not Facebook forums going off and there's just not an like talk back radio the following day where they're discussing that and they he's 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 getting a critical assessment of his performance mm. yet if we did that in running and we do it to a degree but if we took someone who's run a poor marathon let's say Ed Goddard right yeah. If Goddard's run 219, that's a long way off his best, and he would have been hoping for much more than that. But if we did that to the degree that you get in other sports, mm. we would be picking apart what he's doing, and we would and and we would be quite critical of it. And you, you, some people would get ripped to shreds. Yeah, it doesn't happen in running, and perhaps it needs to happen in in order, like, for our sport to go a little bit more, almost main mainstream. Mm-hmm. I like what we're doing here, boys. I think we're pretty fair. Like even you know, like we've been critical of AA in the past, but then like tonight we you know went through the World Athletics Awards and AA won, so you know we gave him a shout out. Oh, and AV did a great job with that event. Like that was a different looking Zadapec than I've ever seen. It was. And like, I reckon. It was I reckon AV. We've so I've always said on here like you know your winter season down there is incredible. Like it is so good. Like we've pumped we've pumped the um. XCR stuff up for six years because it's as you said it's like it's a really good product i was talking to yeah. going to london last night it was asking me about it mm. it's gone worldwide anyway yeah. if anyone's just got keep any, doing what we're doing just keep we'll just keep our heads down doing what we're doing with the people in our corner if anyone's got any advice for us though how do we get out of the bad books let me know uh what's coming up croaks between now and next week what are you doing uh we got the mulligans flat track club handicap on saturday oh here we so, go yeah last year was the first year and uh yeah so it's Around that 6.9k mulligans loop, you know the yep that, that, that shape. Yep. So yeah, it's going to kick off at 7:30 on Saturday. Um, yeah. Who's so doing the handicaps? Uh, myself and Elliot. So everyone will everyone will run the 6.9k loop. Everyone will just start at different times. Jeez, he'll take this serious, Moose. Oh yeah. He'll take this real serious. Big crunching numbers. Yeah, I've crunched the numbers. Doing form. The spreadsheets. Are you the back yeah. marker? I'm not running. Oh, you're not going to run? 
No, no. I don't think it's, it's not. Well, I'm not allowed to race for starters. I don't think it's fair then to like set my, you know, set a handicap. So, um, yeah, I didn't do it last year either because I had a, um, I had a sore calf. Like I, I pretty much didn't run all December. So maybe next year I'll be able to participate. But no, it's all right. I'm happy to do the the timing and I'll, once the last person set off, I'll head out onto the course on the bike and um, yeah, Chasing watch the race on. Watch the race unfold. Do they have prizes? Does someone win a slab if they win? Uh, oh, we got we got trophies and we have got a perpetual trophy and yeah, and then we're all going to go and have um, have breakfast afterwards. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, medals and yeah, medals and perpetual trophy. Good stuff, Moose. What are you doing? You're racing three k. What else? Um, I'm going to do more heat training this week. Can't you should so... put them in the training camp up here? Don't have to put the heater on. Just go outside. Oh, yeah? You reckon uh, Bree would like going up to a Chuka? Mm-hmm. She'd love it up here. Oh, Emma? Yeah. Would she? Yeah. she ever been uh, up here? No idea. I've got a unit you can stay in. We drive, past, we drive over the Murray when we go up north. Every We don't stop, though. No, but you don't come this this inland. You go Albury-Wodonga, wouldn't you? Yeah, isn't that the, isn't that the best it's Murray the, town? It's the best Murray town, but it's still a long way from here. Yeah, if you want some heat stuff, there's a bed for you here. Oh, yeah? It was 40 the other day when I went for a run. Or feels like 40. Feels like 40 or 40? 38 feels like 40. It's not bad. It's pretty you good. You get some heat games too. Mm, just got to make sure we don't cook it. When do you start marathon training? Uh, oh, I just want to get school finished. I reckon I'll do a 10-week block. I'm kind of getting the long run out at the moment. So 10 kind weeks of, next week. I he's know. running 170. He's running 180k a week. I reckon he's... You mean when am I going specific though? That's what you're talking about? Well, I'm just wondering when you start to change the focus. You might start copying your training. When are you going to start doing it? I'll just do the session a day later. i got one more week now, and then, then I'm going to start. But really, you've been, like, these long runs, that's Oh, that, I'm preparing to do yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. It's all marathon training. It's fucking running. Running yeah. is running. And you've been on the Wednesday cycle anyway off the back of the Sunday. I have, but it, it's been different focus. Mm. Yeah. Um, good. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you all again next week. See you, boys. See you. Have a good see week. You later. See you. This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is powered by Garmin and their Forerunner 965 GPS smartwatch, which goes beyond the basics, offering detailed insights into your running dynamics, VO2 max estimates, heart rate variability, recovery times, and much, much more. Visit garmin.com.au for more details. Oh, no, sir.